welcome back to the Rugby Connection po- podcast. As always, for the fans, by the fans. Uh, again, this week, you've only got two of us, but instead of Harv, it's me. Apologies for my absence last week. I had some family business to deal with. Um, Murray, how have you been yes, doing? I've been good. Yeah, lots of rugby, jam-packed, Friday, Friday evening, Saturday, all day Saturday. And you have been. You've had an interesting week, because obviously you've been, you've been to the Scotland game, and... I don't know if some of you guys might have seen if you follow Murray on Instagram, but uh, he's famous now. He's I'm famous. Not... He's pictures with fans. Fair play to them for coming up to us. I don't appreciate it. And very cool. So, honestly, when I see you, I might get a picture myself because you know everyone needs to get pictures with uh, with Murray Anster these days. But anyway, apparently, it's becoming a common thing now. So yeah, well, I know. Anyway, get obviously, massive weekend of rugby. Uh, we've had the internationals, the women, uh, Women's World Cup, and a bit of Premiership. No URC this week. I mm. think we'll start with the Premiership. We'll have a look at the scores. Now, I yeah. didn't catch any of it because it's a busy week and I was all in on the internationals. Of course. We'll start on the Friday night. Northampton mm. Saints, sorry, Murray, beating Exeter 26-19. Yeah. On the Saturday, we had Sale Sharks versus Gloucester 27-17 for the Sharks. They're back in their... They're winning ways. Newcastle mm-hmm. versus Bath is a pretty low-scoring one. Uh, 17-10 to Bath. Bath getting another win. And Bristol versus Saracens, a relatively low-scoring one. If you're looking at the teams, 25-10 to the Saracens. Uh, yeah. yeah, interesting. Interest. Probably the lowest-scoring week of Premiership. Um, probably Murray, the do you want to maybe talk about talk about the Exeter game? We just weren't in it. And I think this was, I did say it to Harv last week that this is the first week where the big boys aren't there. Yeah. And they just seems to have bigger depth. Or well, that's the thing, you know, it's 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 a test of the depth. It's a chance for the players that don't usually get the starts to get yeah. uh, you know to play. And it's always it a difficult work. it's always difficult uh, you know, playing these matches when you don't have your big guns. because uh, none of the teams are at full strength, obviously. But yeah, I'd say Saints are more full whack. No disrespect to them. It's just, you know what Eddie Jones is like. He's quite stubborn in his ways. So they've yeah. kind of got a full. And Eddie Jones does this. Sorry, I'm going off topic here. But Eddie Jones does this really stupid thing where he'll announce like a 40 man training squad, like every nation does. Then the week of the game, it cuts down to 36. And about two or three days before it, it's 25. He's so. I'll Very polarizing figure, isn't he? He's um, some people that. love him, some people hate him. Um, he is the marmite of the rugby world. He's definitely the marmite of the rugby world, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but um, since since when? Speaking on Saints, just because there's a little bit of news. Dan Bigger, he's wasting no time. He is injured still. He's meant to be going to Toulon at the end of the season. No, nope, he's away now. He's wasting no time. He is. He's straight off to France, playing for Toulon. Toulon. Um, yeah, they just they they big for signing the uh, the international names, aren't they? Final paycheck, isn't it? Final big money, isn't it? Very big money in the top fourteen. That's why the players go there at the end of the day. But uh, that's really it for the prem. I don't really wa- I don't really watch yeah. any of our games just because I mean, international spot prediction time. Prediction time, indeed. Yeah. Uh, let me scroll over, see which games we have. So on the Friday night, we have Bath versus Leicester. What are we saying, Murray? I've been good to Bath the last few weeks, but I'm going to say Leicester by 
by eight. I think that's fair. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give it to Leicester. No, Bath are at home, but I'll give it to Leicester by five points. That's fair. Yeah, that's fine. I think, um, are they, yeah, they're still, obviously, they're still without the, interna- uh, the international players, so yes. it'll be another slow week with the, uh, with the old Premiership. On the Saturday night, uh, Gloucester versus Falcons. This will be a good one, I reckon. It'll be. I think, I think Gloucester's going to get a comfy win. I think Gloucester by Gloucester by twelve seems nice. They've got good depth, yeah. and I was going to say Gloucester at home. I'm going to say Gloucester by ten. Um, okay. Maybe a high scoring game. I feel like it's going to be high scoring. Oh yeah, game. I feel, yeah, it could be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Big one for you now. Exeter Chiefs versus London Irish. Exeter back at home. Got back your team, haven't you? That's the rules. You do. It will be tight, though, because of recent form, and I think Chiefs will scrape it by three. uh... I'm going to say Irish, just to piss you off. (laughs) Just to be mean. I'm going to say Irish by four points. I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past them. They are a fantastic side. It's it's always it's always hit or miss when when you don't have your big players. You don't know what's going to happen and what's going to happen in this next fixture: Saracens versus Saints. Oh God, it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. Saracens are going to run roughshod over it. I don't know, you know, because against Bristol, twenty-five points to ten. <sighs> Not oh, as high scoring as you thought Saracens would be. I think there'll be more high score in this game. I think there'll be a bit more free on the Stonex ground. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Saracens by 16 points. 16. I'm, I'm going to be quite generous to Saints, actually. I'm going to say Saracens. I'm going to say Saris by 10 points. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I think that's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Now, on to an exciting topic. Women's World Cup. It's so getting- good. The juicy part is here. We know who's in the final. The semi finals played Canada versus England. What a game! So close for the Canadian girls 26 19 for England. Yep, yeah, you know. And then obviously, obviously, we had the Black Ferns versus France as well. Nail biting game 25 24 to the Black Ferns. Um, I mean, it's it's knockout stage rugby, isn't it? In a world, it's, it's proper. It's champagne rugby as well. And really, I, I, really good maybe stuff. not on the pitch, but just the girls giving it their all. Going back to the mm-hmm. Canada-England game briefly, Canada had England rocking for the most part. They did. They and it, really and it did. took probably the try of the century by Claudio McDonald and Abby Dow from their try line to Canada's. What a turnover. What a win. And... Uh, Sophie DeGoody, friend of the show, Captain Canada, said it best. Like I was just about the, to say, yeah, none of the Canadian girls have professional contracts, and they got to a semi-final, pushing the favourite. Yeah, probably the best one, probably the best side in all of rugby at the moment to the brink, with no professional contracts. So imagine how good they'll be. Well, she did say she said, you know, you look at a score like this, twenty-six nineteen. It's a close score. And she she said it. Imagine us with a few more games under our belt, a bit more funding, the resources. Imagine how good we can be, and you really can't imagine how good uh, the Canadian girls could be. Oh, they're going to what win a, a World Cup. Fact. Oh, 100 percent. 
really, really positive stuff for them to get to the semi-final and a, a pretty narrow loss uh, in context to, to the Red Roses. Uh, and then France versus the Black Ferns. Wow. Black Ferns had to come back hard for that, for that one. And I mean, they were also very lucky in the end, you could argue. Yeah. But France just have a, a knack for pushing the other big teams close. They pushed the Red Roses close. They've pushed the Black Ferns close. They're another team that you can see, you know, a bit more time, a bit more tweaking, and you can see them, you know, being massive contenders at the next World Cup as well. I already, I already want to go to next World Cup. It's in England as Where well. Next World Cup? I don't, I don't know. Where, where's, where's the next Women's World Cup? England. We're all, we could all go. Ooh, that might be a nice little day trip. Nice little holiday. Not a day trip. That's a, that's well, a, I mean, a, holi- a holiday to England, Murray. But to watch but rugby. But to rugby, watch yeah. rugby, yeah. But obviously that does mean, and I think a final that a lot of people predicted, it is the Red Roses versus the Black Ferns. Predictions, Murray? What are you saying? I really don't know, but before I give my prediction, it has been an, it has a sellout and they've had to add like an extra seating area because of the high demand. So I mean, I can those, see why. For those that say they don't care about women's rugby, shut up. Evidently, though. Eden yeah. Park is sold out. Exactly. All Blacks didn't even sell it out. I'm just saying, I'm putting that in context. You don't, you don't get many bigger fixtures than an England versus, even in the men's game, England versus New Zealand. And the women's game, these two teams are truly the titans of the women's women's game. Oh, it's going to be clash after and clash. And to have them in the heat of a World Cup final, it's, it's going to be hard. I do, think, I do think the streak continues. I think the Red Roses will walk away as world champions. It's going 31, to be tight. 31 games on a bounce. It's going to be 30. What are you saying? Oh, they're 30 now. They're 30 now. So 31 games on the bounce and the 31st being a World Cup win. Yes, I think so. It'd be pretty good. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with the Red Roses as well. They're looking pretty unstoppable. Even when they have their close games, they still find a way to win. Uh, But the Black Ferns, they're definitely, it's going to be... I wouldn't sleep on it. It's just... No. No. There might also be a little bit of a podcast bias because we've not had any Black Ferns on the show yet. Yeah, that's We've had two Red Roses. And two that are clinical in that squad, Emma Scarrett and Ellie Kildund, of course. Player player to watch. The player to watch in the final. Marley Packer. She's everywhere. I was I was gonna I was gonna say Marley Packer for England and I was gonna say Porsche Woodman for um New Zealand. If, if Porsche Woodman isn't the one to watch, it's definitely Ruby Two. Ruby Two as well. Everyone. I mean Obviously, England have their big hitters like Skaz. I don't know if Helena Rowland might be. Looks like she got injured in the semis. I think but like Ellie Kildon, she absolutely scores for fun. Abby Dow, we mentioned her. Claudia McDonald, oh, so good. I think Emily Scarrett might win the game with a kick. I think it will be a tight, tight game, and I think Emily Scarrett's going to knock it over. That's my prediction, anyway. I'm going to double down on it because we love reminiscing about the past. It will you be going to be a drop goal? It's going to be a drop goal. <laughs> We're going to get England winning a World Cup again via a drop goal. 
No, it would be. And it go down in history. Obviously, the, the, the men's team have only won one World Cup back in 2003. And the women's team, you've never seen an English side so dominant. So, yeah, best of luck no, to both you've teams. You've never seen a rugby team. Yeah, yeah, true. You've never seen a rugby team that's dominant. They have surpassed every team that we talk about as the greats. Any team, 100%. And they're still, they're still going. Still, yeah, they're not finished. They're still going. But shall we move on to the Autumn Internationals? We shall. Oh, quickly, uh, you didn't predict who was getting bronze. Oh, bronze match. Ah, oh, Canada. Canada, yeah. I really want it to be Canada. Um, Pod by again. We've, we've had a Canadian, we've not had a French. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going with Canada. I'd love to see him get bronze, and that would be a nice little cherry on top. Yeah. But well, the autumn internationals. Autumn internationals. We'll go with the first first uh, Friday game: Italy versus Salmoa, 49-17 for the boys of the Azzurri. Yeah. Massive win for the boys. Massive. massive confidence booster. Really showing what they're capable of. Yeah, I like it. Scotland, Fiji. Your boys. Whoa. You were there. Twenty-eight seventeen after. Uh, tw- sorry, twenty-eight uh, twelve yes. after. I'd say a pretty ill-disciplined game, I want to say. Well, yeah, well, seven yellow cards across the board. Get quite the, quite uh, the yellow card show. <sighs> New Zealand versus Wales. This is well, the year Wales are going to beat the All Blacks. Nope. <laughs> 55-23. Oh, Wales. <laughs> yeah, it was... There is some, some praise to give Wales, but we'll get hey, into that after. Uh, we'll, we'll get onto it. Yeah, we'll get onto it. Heartbreak, heartbreak for my Springboks. Nineteen sixteen for Ireland in Dublin. Uh, Good game. Clash of the Titans. Though. Clash of the Titans. We knew it was going to be that sort of game. Probably tied for the best game of the weekend. France Australia. So Thirty points to France. Twenty nine to Australia. Heartbreak for the for the Aussies. Yep. And then today's game, my favourite game of the weekend. Vamos Los Pumas! Vamos Los Pumas! 30 points, another 30-29 score. 30 points to, I mean, let's be honest, 30 points to Argentina, 25 to Emilio uh, Emilio Alo Buffelli, and then England, 29. Can we start with that game? We'll start with that, yeah. Can we start with that game? Because it's fresh in my mind, and... Oh, I was watching it at work. I was cheering like a lunatic. The customers <laughs> thought I was crazy, but I didn't care. Let's just stick on the topic. Emiliano Boffelli, King Boy, King Boy, twenty-five points at Twickenham. He just ran the show, didn't he? And that it wasn't even the he, he missed one kick, so it could have been twenty-seven. Yeah, no, that makes a difference. It was a try of his own, and then didn't convert, didn't convert his own try, but one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight kicks at goal. And and eight out of nine. And he's an Edinburgh boy. Honestly, you've you've got yourself a player there. And if I could, I would give anything to have Emiliano Barfelli playing for the Springboks because my god, our kicking was awful. But yeah, and then just in general, Argentina, a lot of penalties in the game. I will say that on both yeah. sides. A lot of penalties, very tit for tat game. 
Uh, it was sort of Argentina scoring, England scoring. Um, but the, at the end of the day, you know, Argentina getting a historic win. When was the last time they won in on English soil? 2006, I believe it was, 16 years ago. Oh, was it? Have they, did they ever win in Twickenham, have they? They, uh, not in Twickenham, but I, I think that, I think it was the last time they won in England. The last time okay. they beat England in England, 2006, 16 years ago. Fair. Well deserved. And, I mean, what year is this for just Argentinian rugby? Argentinian rugby. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, put my hands together for Michael Checker, because he's come into the squad. He's really inspired the team by the looks of it, and sort of made them believe in themselves. Because before they were sort of cannon, cannon fodder in the rugby championship, and they're always a fun team to watch. But now they are a truly competitive team. Back to uh, number six in the world rankings, so they're climbing up there. They are um, not far behind England. But yeah, obviously, I mean, who have they beaten? Scotland, uh, <laughs> Australia, New Zealand in New Zealand, now England in England. What's next? It's, it's wild. It's absolutely crazy. And it's, it's, a, good, it's a good time. It's, it's good times. Really good times. But, Shall we talk about the clash of the Titans then? I am sorry, Cam. Shall we talk about the clash of the Titans? The, what, the one that made me cry? The one that friend of the show, my boy, Mark Hansen. First things first, I'll put my hand up. Ireland deservedly number one. It was a tight game, but if you look to the two teams, they just were far more composed. They took their opportunities far better. Uh, Johnny Sexton actually missed a few kicks, um, but he ran the game better. And yeah, Hands up to, to, to Ireland. Very good from them. I just, I want to mention something because it was causing a lot of stir on social media and build up to the game. So Ireland have this new funky alternate jersey. It's like a navy yes. blue with like a very vibrant green stripes coming across it. And everyone's like, oh, there's going to be a colour clash. You can't tell. With it. Yeah, you can. You can. I, I, I can see where they're coming from because you never see... I mean, the, the, but the thing is, you see the All Blacks versus the Springboks, and they both... Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's too close for comfort. I didn't have a, a problem with it. I thought the kits were pretty easy to tell apart. Clearly, the, the Springboks uh, couldn't because uh, at points of that game, the ball was a bit all over the place. Uh, a few forward passes. Um, yeah, I, I maybe cursed the ref a few times in that game, but looking back on it, I mean, fair play to me. I think he refed a good game. Can't blame, can't blame anyone but ourselves. A lot of missed kicks. Willemsen missed. Absolute shocker of a kick. I was going to say, has anyone found the ball that Willemsen kicked that went no, nowhere it's, near? It's gone. It's, it's actually, it went back over the channel and back into from Wales. That's, that's how far <laughs> it went. No. Um, and Cole, the big point for us, we don't have a recognised 10. Well, we do. Manny Leboc, he's in the squad, but he's not playing. You've got two fullbacks. You've got Col you've got a wing at fullback. You've got a fullback at ten. You've got ah, Vili Larue probably should have started ten. I reckon he probably would have done a better job because he sort of knows how to control the game. And ah, I don't know, man. It's really frustrating as a Springboks fan. Uh, three points margin, and we missed about uh, one four kicks. Ouch. Yeah, 12, 12 points. 
But yeah, Mac Hansen with a beautiful team try, acres of space for him. And obviously it's Mac Hansen. He's gonna, gonna finish it. And the try of the game, Josh van der Fleer. Yeah, I watched. He, he had no right getting it. I'll, but I will praise the referee because it wasn't yet yeah, try or I was hold up. I was just stop. I need to. I, I can't. I need to have a look. Yeah, and fair play at that. But um, yeah, we'll just t- we'll quickly touch on the game I was at that you said I wasn't. I yeah. was, I'm now a celebrity. I'm not, but it's... he's a celebrity. He's famous and everyone loves him. If I'm a celebrity, I'm like a. Zed-list celebrity. Hey, you'll be. That means you'll be on bloody armor celebrity. Get me out of here soon, then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, way up? Fiji. Talk us through your experience. Talk us through the game. It was actually a really good open play. Was very entertaining. Both yeah. end. We know what Fiji can do, but I think you forget what they can do when you're there. Every, we were making good tackles, and then you see Paul. Pop out the side. I'm like, oh yeah, Fiji just love an offload. So it was it was interesting. Fair play to them at the start. Princess Anne came out and yeah. every Fijian player oh, took massive a knee respect. And I love it. You know, it's such respectful people and they, you know. Yeah. Um it was an interesting game because Fiji did have us rocking a little bit. It did. But then Scotland had the composure in the second half and didn't actually concede in the second half either. Nope. So people will look at it, oh, 28 12 wasn't a convincing win. Yeah, it was. That's a bonus, that's a bonus point in the weeks. I'm just saying that's a bonus point win. <laughs> Young scrum off, Ben White. Ben His White. Try, pretty nice. 200 IQ that. Where do you think he stands? Like obviously Ali Price is your is your start in the scrum half. He's, he's second for me. Ben White, clearly second. Do you reckon in any... What upcoming fixtures do Scotland have? Can you see him starting a few? No. No disrespect, no. I can't. Just yeah, no I know disrespect, who, I mean... Um, I know who we've got for the last two, but we'll get into predictions in a minute. It's just, I can't... For these two fixtures remaining, you need to throw back. And I love Ben... He has done a great job since coming in from the. He started in the Six Nations. He came through in the Six Nations. Well, he scored. He scored the uh, scored a try against England in the Six Nations, didn't he? And instantly a fan favorite for that. <laughs> but he's not. He's not quite starter yet. But Ali Price wasn't not a Ali Price. He's not Ali Price. Ali Price took a while to get a regular start because Greg Laidlaw. So it's just a nice passing of the torch. Ben will get there. Exactly, yeah, and it's good. Well, it's good for him to. It's good for him to get this experience and scoring tries in these international games. He's going to be a star. He's going to be really good. Yes, and you know who's oh, going to be yeah. everywhere? Who is everywhere? Player of the match, probably the best season he's having in his career so far. Darcy Graham. Darcy Graham. That did not score, unfortunately, but he no. was everywhere. He's, he's he's a wing with the work rate of a loose forward. I'd say. And he, the power of a Fijian. That boy is strong for his size. He's not, only, he's not only on his wing, waiting for the ball, making those tackles on the wing. He cuts in, uh, getting involved in some of the breakdowns. Yeah. And he's only, he's only as, as the Scots would say, he's only a wee lad. He's only a wee lad. Wee lad. Don't know, boy. But <laughs> what a player. Wee Darcy. What a player. What a guy. And, yeah. Another Edinburgh boy, funnily enough. 
You you have too many good players, and it's unfair. We do that. Yeah, yeah, we do that. Merver, big Dewey. Duhan repeated the try they scored against France. The same mm-hmm. cut in and just big right in. Bulk of muscles. <laughs> He's unstoppable, isn't he? You're not stopping a man that size. Well, there was one tackle in the game. I can't remember who tackled him, but the commentary did say, uh, I've never seen Duan van der Merwe stop like that. You know, and it does give credit to the Fijian heart yeah. the Fijians are. Shall we do some predict? Well, I say some. There's quite a lot of games to predict. Quite a lot of predictions. Um, we've done the Women's World Cup prediction. Uh-huh. We? So we'll go straight into the Autumn Internationals. Brilliant. Five That's games on Saturday. Wait, one, two, three, four. Five games on Saturday and one on the Sunday. Ireland versus Fiji. Ireland. I'm sorry, Fiji. Like Fiji will do something beautiful that we'll talk about, but Ireland will get a comfortable win. I'm guessing 14 points. I'll give it to Ireland by 16. I think it's going to be... I to don't Scotland? Think, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think Fiji's style of attack will work with Ireland because Ireland's defence is too... Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Italy versus Australia. That's going to be closer than I think people I think. really want Italy to win. I love um, the Italians. You know, we, we love the Italians. We love the Argentinians here. I'm going to make a weird prediction here. Go for it. If it's in Rome, if it's in the Stadio Olimpico, Australia by 20. Yeah. If it is in a small town, like where they were against Samoa, where it's like 10, 15,000 capacity. I was just about to say, about 10,000 fans watching, with, standing in the field. With proper loyal rugby fans, not just like tourists in the city that have nothing better to do. Australia by five. It would make a big difference. I want to say Italy. And I know yeah. it's crazy. But I'm going my gut and I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm going to say Italy by five with a try from the Benetton boy, Bruno. It's not actually a bad shout. That's what think, I'm saying. I don't think that's a bad shout. We've got England versus Japan. Ooh, oh, please. <laughs> Please let it be Japan. Oh my God. They pushed the All Blacks hard. England's losing by a point to Argentina. Pest. I just want to see that. I just want to see that annoyed look on Eddie Jones's face again. Please. You should have seen him walking down from the from the coach's box. Sour, sour look on that man's face. (laughs) Beaten by his old buddy Michael Checker. Well, if, if Japan went next week, it's by his former team. He was Japan head coach. He was. He was. I'm going to say Japan <laughs> by three points. The safe option. The safe choice. I'm going to go England by 10. I'm, I'm going to play very safe. I do think I'm going to come back with a win. They're going to try out some new, hopefully try out some new anyway. Because, well, yeah, no, I'm saying Matsushima down the wing for a a, a blistering try. That's what I'm saying. Actually, quickly, just because we forgot to mention it during the Argentina game. um, Two main talking points from England that I noticed today. One, why is no one talking about Joe Thock and a singer? 12 tries and 13 caps. 
The man is yeah. an absolute monster. He's, he's a scoring monster. And he's played a really good game. Want, and if you want an instant impact sub, Jack Van Portvliet. He literally Van just came on and powered through the... He spotted the gap and he was gone. Yeah. There was no one stopping him. Pretty poor defence from the Argentinians, but he just, you know, electric scrum off. Absolutely brilliant. So you won off the bench. What's next? <laughs> oh, Wales <laughs> versus Los Pumas. Los Pumas to. all day. I wanted to get tickets to this game. Unfortunately, when I had a look, they were sold out. I really wanted to go see Los Pumas play in Cardiff. Um, I, I've got to give it to Argentina, man. I'm going to give it to Argentina, and I think it's going to be a, a, an Emiliano Boffelli masterclass again of the kicking tier. It always is. That man is just unstoppable. Uh, Argentina by 10 points. Woohoo! You know what? He missed one kick today, and I think he's going to. I'm pretty sure that's the most kicks he's missed in a game this year. One. He is top point scorer in the URC this season, so. He is. He is. And he missed, he missed like three rounds because he was on... He's, ah, the man's just unreal. Anyway. Um, Argentina by 14. Both doesn't miss a kick. Nice. Oh. I want for you. Oh. Go on, Cam. France versus the Springboks. Whoo. By the way, from a neutral standpoint, oh, yes, this is the game we won. Ah, I when I originally saw our autumn list, I thought both Ireland and France obviously going to be difficult difficult games, and I, I always thought France are going to be the tougher team to play. Yep, we lost to Ireland. I'm really nervous about this game, but obviously I've got to back my boys. I think I'm hoping to God this week we actually use our back line. We use our back three. I'm going to say Springboks, and I'm only going to give it to the boys by six points. You know what? At the start of the predictions for the autumn, I said South Africa will win one and lose one. Ah, I, I think didn't I think in the conversation I said that to you as well. I said we're going to lose either Ireland or France. I might have been actually just a nice personal phone call. Between us that yeah, that. I think but, it might have been. Um, I thought you would have beat Ireland. And lost well, I thought back. Ireland were the ones we would have beaten. So, Hopefully, it'll be France now. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, box, box by five. Please, but, please, and it's purely because, and it's no disrespect to them because they were playing fantastic rugby. They struggled against Australia, and they shouldn't. They yeah. shouldn't. It's it's a fair enough, you know. No disrespect to Australia, but France. I've been one of these teams who have just been like inhuman yeah. in the way they play. Um, yeah, but all I can say is we need to have a recognised 10, so please start Manny, Le- Manny LeBoc, please, Jacques Nabo. Thank you. Just, just bring back Mornay Stain. Yeah, fuck it. Just put France Stain in the back, Mornay Stain, have the two stains. How about that? That'd be nice. Just run it back like 2007. No, I want to see Manny LeBoc get a tart, and I think who better, you know... Why not? Why not? Um, an interesting one. As we're getting to the end of the year, I thought I would uh, pose the question: World Player of the Year. You missed a, You missed one. 
What? Oh, the Sunday game. The one I'm at. <laughs> Sunday game. Scotland versus the All Blacks. Now, you're bear going, in you're mind... Going, you're, going, you're going first. Bear in mind, Wales were like... The Welsh fans were like, this is going to be the year we beat the All Blacks. It's really tricky. Because... New Zealand are on, on form, are on form. But I'll give it to Scotland. I'll give it to no. Scotland. <sighs> what are we saying? Is it going to be by tries or by kicks? I'll give it to Scotland by four points. Come. I fucking love you. Uh, I... Just because um, I want to see it. I want to see the All Blacks burn. I always I always say back your team. And I'm not doing this to back my team. It just helps. Yeah. Scotland are going to make history on Sunday. We'd love to see it. First ever yeah. win. People are... I know people are already going to be in the comments like, he's just saying that because he's Scottish. Yeah. No, no. Look, go, just have a quick squiz on, on the internet. And look at the fixtures and when we play New Zealand and just look at the scoreline. You don't have to look at the details of the games. Just look at the scorelines and every game, the gap is just getting ever so closer. 2017 is the best example because it was the last time we played in. We were one, one missed tackle from making history. Yep. If Ben Barr didn't run in and slap the ball out of Hoggy's hand, we would have won. I mean... If we look at the pairings, if we're going with the two teams that played this weekend, Darcy Graham versus Sebu Reese. Oh, money. Darcy Graham any day. In yeah. my opinion, I'd pick Darcy Graham any day. Hogg versus uh, Barrett. Hogg versus Barrett. To me, that, Hogg. Is, that is interesting because both bring so much to the game. Yeah, but one's got a man button now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like Hoggy's new hairstyle, although he did kind of copy Jack Knoll. But anyway. Ah, he's in the meme. I like that. What, no, what score, um, are, you saying? What score are you saying? I, don't, I honestly don't care. I'm not even putting a score down. It could be by one, it could be by three, six, twelve. Let someone put 30 on them. I don't care. We're going to make history. We're going to beat New Zealand for the first time ever. I'm going to cry at the game. I'm probably going to have a heart attack. I cried at the last game when we lost. I teared up at the end. So we're going to go for it. We're going to walk towards the hacker. We're going to say, bring it on. We're going to drown it out with Loch Lomond. And we're going to I was just about to say, if you don't drown that hacker out. Oh, we're going to, oh, we do. I'll send you the clip from 2017. I think, I think it's going to be a spicy game. Spice. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. If you if you don't yeah, know, they're gonna say no more. If you know, you know. That's it. But yeah, that's that's pretty much. Sadly, there is no interview this week. We we don't have any. But I've now like booked like three guests for next week. So there's gonna be tons of interviews coming out soon. Before we finish um, quickly, as before, I missed the Scotland game. Yes, yeah, World Player of the Year. Getting to the end of the year. Who do you think three players who you think are in contention for World Player of the Year? Short, uh, World Player of the Year shortlist. 
three players who you can say right now you would happily nominate for World Player of the Year. Defending World Player of the Year, Anton Dupont, of course. I feel like he's not... He's not played since the Six Nations significantly. He has not improved, but he has definitely not got worse. He has just kept going, and if if he's kept going, he's still the best player in the world by that logic. Yeah. I think it's hard to look past what can you am. Yeah. I personally I don't get it. That might be controversial. I like him, but I sit there sometimes. You like, have you have explained this to me before. You have explained this to me before, and I get I understand your point of view. And the wild card pick, but I'd absolutely love it because it's down to the fans for voting, isn't it? Yep. The king, Emiliano Buffelli. Funny you say that. Name me a better place kicker in world rugby right now. Funny you say that because my three are Ardi Sarvea. Oh, nice. Josh van der Fleer. Yeah, that's fair. And Emiliano Buffelli. There we go, King Bothland by unanimous. That's my three. I, I not even Lucario Arm purely because he has been injured for a little while. That's um, and he didn't really show too much in the Wales tour and whatnot. So I find it hard to nominate a South African when we you've seen we have players like Ardi Sarvea, who is always plays good, Josh van der Fleer, who always plays good, and King Boff. Again, who always plays good. Josh van der Fleer, European Player of the Year. Six Nations Player of the Year, was he not? He was Six Nations Player of the Year. It's looking very realistic. I think he's going to be in the shortlist. Oh, if he's not, that's robbery. Yeah. Ardis Avia might not get it purely because results-wise even though he has been carrying the All Blacks on his back all season. He has been. Literally, that man's shoulders are massive due to the pure weight he has been bigger carrying. Than, he's bigger than Julian now, anyway. He is. <laughs> no, but um, I think... I'd like to see Boff do it. I, do you... I mean, if, if Boff's in the shortlist and it comes down to a fan vote, he, but Emilio Buffelli's getting my vote. I mean, anyway, all I'm saying is, and it's just a little bit of biasness, but I will explain it. I was, I've been an Edinburgh fan since I was five years old. And we were in the shit. We were getting beat by teams like Aroni. Now, they don't even exist anymore. They're... And to now go to the potential of like World Player of the Year, that, yeah. You've got, got quite a team this year. And what a player he is. We've talked so much about Emilia Lopafeli this, this episode, but it's hard not to. Yeah. Anyways. What's that? Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. As always. Um, you know, obviously back again. Hopefully, we'll be back as a trio next week. Never say never. Never say know. never. Back with Premiership. Is there URC next week? Don't think so. No, there's no URC. No, no URC next week. World Cup final. World Cup final. And more autumn internationals. Yes. Perfect. Obviously, if, if you guys haven't, check us out on Spotify, check us out on YouTube. Uh, go follow our socials TikTok, Instagram. Uh, LinkedIn, I think Harv set that up. We're, we're on them all. Uh, go check them out. Give this podcast a like if you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll catch you next week in the next episode.